Welcome back. We're in Genesis 18, verses, uh, verse 29. Let's go. So Genesis 18, 29. Here we've got the conversation going on between Abraham and God. And Abraham is trying to figure out, you know, kind of questioning, asking God, trying to learn God, trying to see what his limits are, his rationale, uh, just really trying to understand more. So God's revealing this conversation so that we can learn from it. It's okay to ask uh, questions about God. It's great to ask questions about God. It's great to wrestle with your uh, faith. Uh, that's how we learn. Uh, we go through a circumstance. We go through a situation in our life, and we start asking questions. Someone gets sick. Someone dies. Someone loses a job. Uh, there's a divorce. There's a whatever, and addiction of someone, and you start wrestling with things and, and figuring them out, and that's how you get deeper in your faith, right? Because you get tested, and then you know that you can be more trusted with the things of God. So um, it's like getting refined in a fire. It's like a diamond that gets pressed, uh, comes out of, uh, through pressure. And so that's how we get. So here we go. So verse 29, and he spoke to him yet again and said, suppose there should be 40 found there. So he said, I will not do it for the sake of 40. So this is Abraham asking God another question, and he's saying, suppose there's 40 people there, and what that means is, what if there's 40 righteous people found in Sodom? Will you still destroy Sodom? If you can find 40 people there who are righteous, will you destroy the wicked and the rest of Sodom with them? And God responds and says, I will not do it for the sake of 40. So he's saying, I will save the entire city if there's just 40 righteous. So verse 30, this is Abraham. It says, then he said, that's Abraham. Then he said, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Suppose 30 should be found there. So he said, and this is God, I will not do it if I find 30 there. So Abraham is prefacing this question saying, let let the Lord not be angry, right? So he, he's, he's, he might know that these may be offensive, the questions he's asking, but he's not trying to do it offensively. He's trying to do it in a genuine learning manner. Like, let me get inside your mind a little bit, God, and try to understand what's going on uh, because he wants to learn, and we should all want to learn. We should all be thirsty for the things of God. Why? Because what could be more important than learning about God, right? The devil wants us to be busy. Satan wants us to have so much going on in our lives that we wake up, we rush around, we're getting breakfast, we're getting dressed, we're getting to work, we're trying to get our last email in, then we rush home, and then we got something, and then we fall in bed exhausted. We didn't pray. We didn't read our Bible. We didn't tell anybody about Jesus. That's exactly what the devil wants. That's why the devil is so powerful in America right now. Uh, well, for many reasons, but one of the reasons is because in America, we're just so busy. You go to so many other countries, and you go to Mexico or Spain or Africa or some of these places, and you'll see people sitting around. You'll see people taking siestas and taking time off and, you know, putting other things as important or more important than work. And in America, a lot of us put work first. And for a lot of uh, moms and dads, they put their kids sports first and they'll go to those sporting events and they'll skip church for it. And they're teaching their kids that. And <clears throat> the devil just loves that because he doesn't want us to have time to worship God. But we want to have these incredible conversations and, and questions and wrestle with the great things of God and learn more about them because you'll never stop learning. No, no matter what you do, I, I can read the Bible every single day and just about every single day. I would say every single day, but I 
can't say that's certainly true, but it's probably true. Um, if it's not every single day, then it's 90 to 95% of the time. I learn something new when I open the Bible and read it. Even if it's the same verse I've read 50 times, 100 times, I learn something new as I think about it and, and uh, think through it. So this is what God wants us to do. And here we go to verse 31. And he said, this is Abraham. Indeed now, I have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose 20 should be found there. Very Shakespearean going on, how he's kind of setting this up. And he's just saying, if there's 20 good, righteous people, we destroy all of them. And so God says, it says, so he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 20. Verse 32. And it brings to mind the uh, green, green Eggs and Ham book. Uh, remember that one? And it was, do you like green eggs and ham? No, I do not like green eggs and ham. Would you like them on a bus? You know, however it goes. And he's like, no, I would not like them in a bus in a house with a mouse, blah, blah, blah. So it's it's kind of that effect going on here. He just keeps asking questions. And, and uh, verse 32, then he said, this is Abraham. Let not the Lord be angry and I will speak. But once more, suppose 10 should be found there. And he said, this is God replying, I will not destroy it for the sake of 10. So the Lord went his, his way as soon as he had finished speaking with Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. So Abraham gets down, starts the number 50, and whittles it down all the way to 10 and stops there. Why does he stop there? Probably because he's afraid to go any lower because he knows Lot's there. This is nephew and with his family, and he, maybe he doesn't really want to know the answer beyond that. But God's saying, if there's just a few, I'll save it. But there's not even 10. In this whole big city of Sodom, there's not even 10 righteous people. And we learn the exact number uh, later on. That number is less than 10. And let's look at this. So Lot is warned. Lot is warned to warn others about God and judgment and the sin that they're reveling in. This is a picture of the church and the rapture and of the tribulation. God warns Lot, just as he warns the church of the dangers and consequences of sin, and God tells us that the time is coming soon, at least according to God's timetable, right? God told Lot to take others with him. God warns us to help the lost to find shelter in Jesus, to testify to the goodness and godliness of Jesus. God takes Lot out before the destruction of Sodom, just as God will remove the church from the earth at the rapture prior to the tribulation. Then God destroys Sodom and Gomorrah for their sins, just as God will destroy people in the tribulation who turned their backs on them and rejected him. Each person will still have the opportunity to turn to God before they take their last breath, but if they don't, then there will be eternal consequences for their sins. God would have saved the entire city if only there were just 10 believers, 10 righteous people. So think about this. If Lot had spent his time witnessing to people and testifying to the grace of God, and if that led to a total of 10 people, including his family members, becoming believers in Christ, then God would have spared the whole city. But because of Lot's lack of devotion to God and his lack of good works, the city was destroyed. Do you see that? Right, Lot first looked at Sodom. Then he pitched his tent towards Sodom. Then he went into the city of Sodom. 
And so think about that. If you look at sin, you look at that temptation, you look at that something that is, I don't know if the word is lustful, but something you lust after, and then you pitch your tent, you get a little bit closer to it, and you start kind of rubbing up against it, and you're letting it persuade you rather than you persuading it. You're letting it witness to you instead of you witnessing to that thing, that person about the things of God. Instead of praying, reading your Bible, and running away from that sin, you're just kind of squeezing and getting absorbed into it. It's that slippery slope, and then all of a sudden you find yourself and you're right smack dab in the middle of Sodom. And that happens all the time. What I want you to think about is what is grabbing you right now? What lately have you thought about or looked at that you know is not godly, that is worldly? You know is not glorifying to God, but is sinful and violates the things of God. Doesn't help your witness and negatively affects your witness. And then all of a sudden it can just suck you in. Is it alcohol? Where you're like, I'm thinking about going out. Then you kind of go out. Then you start having a drink after drink after drink and getting drunk. Is it drugs? Like, well, just I'll just go and hang out with these people who are smoking out. And then all of a sudden you do. And then you start doing harder drugs and then you're addicted. Is it pornography? You know, what is that thing that may be pulling you? And think about that. And don't let it pull you in because Satan wants to suck you in. He wants to use your downtime, your idle time. He wants to use your stress to, to say, let's just go and do this thing to relieve stress. And then he's got you. But God wants to use you. And just like he wanted to use Lot in the city of Sodom, but Lot apparently wasn't witnessing well. He, was, he believed in God, but he was making bad choices at this time. If he had spent his time witnessing to people... And if you and I spend our time witnessing to people, then maybe more people around us are become believers and we have a better community to live in. We have more, we're glorifying God better, but Lot, like many of us, just say, you know what, I'm just going to live with all this around me in the world and I'm going to get into this culture and I want to be politically correct and I want to fit in with the school system and the wokeness and all this stuff that you know just doesn't even care about God and turns their backs on God and makes everything's about about feelings and and stuff like that right that's not what God wants us to do God wants us to be strong in who we are he wants us yes to witness to people who are in sin and to acknowledge that, yes, I'm still a sinner. I may be saved, but I'm still a sinner. I'm not perfect, and therefore I'm not a hypocrite because I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm telling you I'm imperfect, but God declares me to be perfect because I declare that He is my Lord and Savior, and I invited Him into my life. And I want nothing more than to never sin again, but I know that I will. I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying that I know that it's going to happen because I've seen my flesh ever since I've become a believer. And though I still sin, I do sin less. I sin a lot less than I used to, and I feel bad about it when I do, and I ask God to help me, and God wants us to go out there and witness. He wants us, who are declared righteous because of the blood of Christ, to go and witness and testify to those around us. So may we do that today. Lord, thank you. We ask you to help us, to lead us. Lord, we're not righteous because of what we do we're righteous because of who you are, not because of our works, but because of your works. And from that moment of salvation, Lord, we get to spend the rest of our lives 
being sanctified, being conformed more to your character. And help us to do that by going through tough situations, by telling people about Jesus, by reading the Bible, by doing godly things, but trusting you and not being sucked into the world, Lord. May we be careful not to let the world suck us in and persuade us, but for us to persuade the world with what we say and with what we do, that they're attracted to it, Lord. In your amazing name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to Daily Verse by Verse. We want you to be prepared in season and out of season to study the whole counsel of God so that you can share with people who Jesus is through your actions so that you have the right to tell them who Jesus is so that they can come to know Jesus or come to know Jesus better. We strongly encourage you to share this message, this podcast on your social media, Facebook, Instagram, message, email someone who you think could benefit from it. It's an easy way for you to go out and witness to the world just by sharing this podcast. We hope you'll join us tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.